What's up, music producer? Hey, hey. You already got it going. It's forward producer. Man, I could barely Time. hear that. I'm so stopped. My my ears are just... So yeah. if you hear a lot of what, Ray? Huh? Roman's got uh, allergies happening today. I don't know what it is. Central Texas is rough with Man, allergies. Man, I threw down on the Zyrtex, but who knows? Don't worry. Me in a couple of weeks... Well, I'm not, gonna same claim, way. I'm not going to claim it. I'm no, gonna no. Try to, Me in a couple weeks, I'm going to be living victorious <laughs> from these allergies. What, cedar doesn't mess with you? I have no clue what it is. Oh, cedar. I, I think it's bad. mold. Oh. I don't know. Hope y'all are doing good. What's up? Hope y'all are having a good time wherever you're at, wherever you're tuning in from, That's whenever right. you're tuning in from. Uh-huh. I'm Rome. And I'm Ray. We're music producers. That's right. We enjoy it. If we didn't enjoy it, we probably wouldn't be here. Exactly. To be honest, I'd be at home with my, my family right now. That's right. But you know what? We enjoy it. We enjoy the hustle, the grind. That's right. This episode, we're going to talk about the benefits of niching. Niche. Niching down. Niching down. Tomato, tomato, right? Niche, niche. That's right. See, I could barely hear that. You can't do, like, you can try to do everything, but it's better if you don't. Right? Niche down. So we want to also, before we jump in, yep. we want to make sure to remind you all that we have a free course Woo. called Industry Standard Productions right there on the That's screen. Right. Boom. Fordproducer.com. Where are you pointing, Ray? There you go. Point. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Just move it around. There it is. Seven steps to get your productions to industry standard. You know, it's it'll help you out a lot, I think. Yep. It's probably already helping a lot of people out. I think you see people yep. getting it. Mm-hmm. They're already ahead of the game. So if you haven't gotten it, make sure you pick it up. Absolutely free. It's a couple clicks. You'll get it sent to you, and it'll take you to the page to, to access it. Right. So let's go into industry news. Boom. Industry news, y'all. Lots lots happening. A lot happening. So I read a thing that was about, it said over 44 million people attended Live Nation concerts in quarter three, 2022. Woo. It's the highest quarterly attendance Ever shows are back. Shows live shows are back. Forget you pandemic. Forget exactly that. Was, that was my theory behind why <laughs> everyone's tired of being cooped up. Yeah, stuck inside and wearing masks. And because you know all the tours got canceled, everyone is gunning yeah. to go back on tour and do the craziest show they ever That's had right. in their life. Exactly, exactly. So if you attended a show, let us know in the comments. If you put good. on the show. Let us know in the comments. Hey, and another piece, you know, you know, talking about the up and up, Universal Music just uh, showed the other day that they are up twenty three percent year over year. Huh? That's right. So people are listening to music more. People are going to shows more. Yep. It's pretty awesome. So it's a good time to be in the music. Be in the music. <laughs> Come on, guys. We need y'all producing those hits and putting them out. Put them out. Put them out. Put them out. It's Roll them out. That's right. Drip hustle them out. If you don't know, you need to find out. That's right. Drip hustle them out. But yeah, 44 million people. That's a lot. 44 million people. Universal's up 20%. What was the other one? Uh, What do you mean? I thought there was another stat we saw. Another stat? Yeah, maybe maybe we did. I don't know. You're confused, maybe. Yeah, sorry. Anyway. Oh, you know what it was? I was talking to you about earlier about Spotify trying to acquire someone else. Right. I don't have all the details for yeah. it. But yeah, 44 million people. Record, the greatest attendance ever. That's crazy. Post-COVID? Yeah. That's saying something. Yeah, that's awesome. 
So next thing we have, Ray, which you'll introduce is? That's right. Overrated, underrated. <laughs> which Overrated, what? underrated consoles, mixing consoles. Mixing consoles. What do you think, Roman? Overrated. What? <laughs> Every time I say it, overrated. Overrated? Yeah, I say overrated. Okay, tell me why. Because mixing in the box is better. I don't know about that. Let's see how much hate we're going to get for this. <laughs> That's right. Mixing in the box has come a long way that you can mix in the box. If you don't know what mixing in the box is, let, tell us what mixing in the box is, Ray Dog. Uh, just everything um, is is mixed within either Pro Tools, Logic, or you know whatever DAW that you're using. So all the plugins are yep. virtual. All the synth, I mean, everything is coming through from the computer. So if you have to do a revision, so you're answering this question for me. If you have to do a revision... What do you do? Oh, it's easy. You open the session. Recall is nothing. If you have to do a revision on a mixing console, what do you do? You hope and pray there is some work that thing sounds the same as yeah. it did when you first sent the yeah, stems out. You have to repatch the entire patch bay, the whole the whole line. Yeah, so I think I think it's subjective. I would say overrated just because I never I always operated in the box. Right. So and for I'm, me it's comfortable. So I'm gonna say it's underrated. Because everyone's in the box now, right? Uh -oh. So I think there could be some advantages right. that some smart producers, some innovative producers could figure out through running through analog consoles like the SSL, you know, through Neve, all those types of things. We need to get Jed on here. Yeah. Give him the overrated versus underrated mixing console. All mixing console. Of course, he's all in the box too. You can't. All right, here's the deal. With the box, you can't. You can't argue with how easy it is. Simplicity of it. To recall and make changes. That That's the truth. But the tone is what you're saying. That but could, Jed came on here. There's a little bit of a fight. Jed, where are you at? <laughs> Pipe in, Jed. <laughs> Remember he said that they did an AB, like a direct AB of an analog and a digital console. What, what, no, no. It wasn't a console. It was, it was analog versus digital recording. Are you Re sure? Positive. Jed, let us know positive let us know. but it would be great to hear a mix like by the same mix engineer mix completely in the box and then that same guy mix on a console i'm sure they did it i'm sure we need to find that out well how about this for another reason why it's overrated because it's overpriced <laughs> How much is a mixing con? A cheap oh, one? half million probably. He <laughs> said all quiet. <laughs> My firstborn, secondborn, thirdborn, all the kids. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So it's overpriced. Yeah, they. they I'm not saying they're overpriced. Ray, I'm, I'm right. Expensive. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying they're expensive. They are. There's oh, no but they're they're priced probably right. Yeah. But for people that don't have that money, <laughs> it's overpriced. You don't have a hundred. 150000 $250,000? I mean, not for a mixing console. For a Maserati, maybe, or something <laughs> or like that. Or for a house. Or for a house. Yeah, exactly. For a house. You're paying cash for a house versus a mixing console. Exactly. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think you could get the same, if not better, results in the box. Yeah. Um, ultimately, it's what the audience likes, right? So if the audience likes it, who cares? That's true. And, <laughs> and you're, there's levels to it, too. So, like, right. if you go... If you're a newbie, you're mixing in the box, you're going to send the mix, you're probably going to get like revisions. I mean, you had a song go viral and did you I? were completely in the box, right? <laughs> you're talking about that rap song? Yeah. Yeah, but I only did the beat though. So? 
Yeah, it was all in the box. Yeah, it's all in the box. It's actually, I'm supposed to do a tutorial about it. So stay coming tuned. Up. That's coming up. Coming up. But that the newbie people, they don't, they can't afford the console. But right. they're going to get revisions coming back. Right. And if they did have a console, or say if they went to the studio, mixed it down. Yeah. They send the mix out. They get a revision, and they're like, "Well, I can't really do much." Dude, you know what? A, another question, a good question, would be um, how many of the top, let's say, twenty Billboard singles were box or console. Were box or console? That would be a great question. That would be good. I bet you we could do that research. Yeah, but you know what? I think it is too. What? When you're at that high, like a super high level, uh -huh. your revisions aren't going to be more than one or two, probably. Right. Or the guy will just keep everything together. Oh, yeah. The project's the only thing up on the console. Exactly. And no, no changes into the studio until that, you know, that makes it confirmed and verified. Oh, there's probably a hybrid way to, like, stem it out or even track it out with the processing on it where, hey, yep. the, there's too much high, highs in my vocal. Yep. You bring them down a little bit in the box, maybe. Yep. Stem, yeah, stem it out. It's overrated, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it's underrated right now. All right. You have to say why. Uh, defend I, your opinion stronger. I told you why. Why? The sound. Like, it is, like, all y'all's plugins. All y'all's. You don't even have a console. <laughs> <laughs> all y'all's plugins. All y'all. Are, are based on this amazing piece of technology and gear. That's true. That's your whole. That's your whole defense for it being underrated. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, there there could be some kind of special. I don't know. I'm kind of losing my argument now, but but they do make those. They make those uh, interfaces that have like kind of little miniature consoles built in. Hey, here's another question: Are they still making those consoles? I think they're still making consoles. They are. So somebody's buying them. Or they're not buying them. It's all <laughs> fluke. No, I just I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or it could just be. Let us know what y'all think. Yeah. Overrated versus underrated. There you go. Am I right or is Ray right? That was a spirited debate. It was a what? Spirited debate. Yeah, spirited. <laughs> That's a way to describe it. <laughs> but you're wrong. So let's jump into the whole main topic, which we're talking about the benefits of niching down. Niching down. Niche. Which? Niche. 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 I say We niche. know what you're talking about when you say it. Right. For me, I think niching down is beneficial uh, probably like a few months, if not a couple of years into your process. Mm -hmm. you, would you agree? Yeah. You can't, I mean, at the end of the day, obviously different producers are, are talented in multiple ways, right? Mm -hmm. multiple, multiple things that you can do. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to pick something to at least start with, right? And for, for me... That 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 conversation begins with the genre. Is it hip hop? Is it pop? Is it rock? Is it you know what I mean? Like actually, a buddy of mine uh, years ago said, "Hey, I want to be. I can do a lot of th different things like pop and R and B and all that, but I want to be the best rock producer mm -hmm. in the over the next ten years." And I thought that was really cool. You know what I mean? To just okay, pick a niche and then go for it and put everything you can into learning that and go, going for it. Yeah, because jack of all trades, master of none is a real thing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah, I think with, with people that are starting off, mm -hmm. it's be, it's easier for you to kind of like start off with an idea mm -hmm. of like, 
I'm more drawn to pop music. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to do that the best I can. Right. Like for me, I started off with like rock and metal. Yeah. And then I now I'm like doing a lot of hip hop. Yeah, same here. I, I started, and I remember kind of making this decision in my mind. Like, I, I feel like I'm connected to and produce better pop rock. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's really who I am. A lot of that is because that's what I listened to growing up. Mm. You know what I mean? So I'm familiar with, with the genre. I'm familiar with the sounds and the tones and what things should sound like, all that. So that's why, you know, I kind of niched myself kind of back in the day and it probably helps too that it's like something you like because then it doesn't feel as much like a occupation or work right as opposed to like if you if someone said ray go produce this orchestra you're like right. oh crap right i don't i barely like it and on top of it i have i don't know really how to do it like that i would feel the same way probably if right I right right and then and then here's the thing though as you do niche down and you're growing in it and getting better and better you end up kind of adding other elements in to mm, your production like anyway. a that's right so like instead of like for something pop rock whereas back in the day i would record drums every single time now i might be just using samples mm-hmm. you know what i mean or um doing you know mainly guitar driven pop rock but now i'm bringing in synths mm-hmm. and things like that you know what i mean yeah you kind of grow and expand as you as your main niche becomes a solid base for you yeah you know what i mean yeah for me i was like i kind of liked rap a little bit uh-huh hippity hoppity hippity hop and then i was like doing a garage studio which uh-huh. i already told this story about like i wanted to do rock and metal stuff so all the anytime i would do that would be passionate it'd be a small percent of people that would come to me for that but yeah. the majority of people came for rap and i was like this is cool i'm making money off of it i'm gonna learn it yeah and now like i'm not super in love with it yeah. but i like it enough to be like all right if an artist came to me i could hear them a little demo i'd be like oh, yeah. i got you we could make something nice right and that's kind of where i'm at now now i know someone presented me a rap mix as opposed to maybe a country mix right i would probably be like yeah i could help you because you're doing rap because i know how to do it right presented me a country mix i'd be like ah oh, that's not my main right but i could probably try because it's it has sub genres of like a rock and you know right drums and guitar and etc right but someone starting off it's probably a good idea to start and kind of like figure it out yeah but it's also fun i think to randomly choose yeah yeah but but to me i think a good place to start is like like i was saying before is is what you listen to growing up yeah that's a great place to start because if you if you've spent like I don't know, three, four, five years growing up listening to R&B, let's say, then you're going to know R&B a little bit more instinctively than rock. Right. But hey, if if, if that's what you grew up <laughs> listening to R&B, but you want to do rock, yeah. then just, you know, just listen to as many records as you can. Right. That's true. I think too, when like, when someone say you're down the road and you're like getting paid and you're doing it professionally yeah. someone contacts you and they say a genre that you're not comfortable with if you're younger which i did the same thing that's how i got into hip-hop really i was like yeah. i could figure it out but when you're younger and you're like you do it your product's not going to be a level 10 right because you're not at that level to be able to produce that right and you taking it on you're not only going to do a disservice to the client you're going to make yourself look bad i think right because you're not you're not putting out high quality. Right. What do you think about that? Uh, dude, You've been absolutely. in that situation? Yeah, absolutely. Where you're just kind of like, 
yeah i could let me give it a try yeah and it and it didn't it didn't go that way you're like wait a second this ain't this ain't at the level it needs to be my name's on it now too like like for me quite quite frankly that's r&b oh really yeah like r&b like i just i don't know it enough really to like i can come up with my my version of r&b right Right, but you know, I'm gonna have like live acoustic guitars and you know more like you know different yeah. guitar parts and things like that. But R&B sometimes doesn't have that. Right, you know what I mean, so it just I I just learned a long time ago. I need to kind of stick with kind of stick what's, to your guns. That's right. Yeah, but because the, because that experience. And just all those years of doing pop rock, I can do pop rock in my sleep. Right. And that's where, I think that's where people need to get to. And it sound great. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's where people need to get to where, where they could do it. Well, it's a, it's a saying, do it in your sleep, but it's something right. you could do super like, easy. Yeah. As a producer, you want to be, you want to be able to deliver, deliver something for a client that you can do like the, the, I got it. I know exactly where you need to go yep. and what this needs to sound like. Yeah, that was me getting into rap, but I know like you're probably in the same boat where people will contact you and they're like, "Hey, I want to do XYZ genre." And you're like, "That's not my main thing." You right. tell them like, "I'm willing to try it with you." And they're like, "Yeah, let's do it because they want to work with you as a producer." Yeah. Or maybe like a lot of people, which I don't know if this is good or bad, but some people when they're young, they want to sound different. Yeah. Like, let's try to do something different. And sometimes right. it's I'll probably say a lot of the times it's not successful because People don't want it to sound weird, but right. they're not used to something good. When you combine a banjo on a whatever, an orchestra album or something, I don't know. I'm just spitballing, but like people don't want to hear it, even though you're trying to be different. Right. But so I, I've had artists approach me like that, like, "Oh, I'm, I'm different. I sound different." I'm like, "Okay, well, have fun. Mm-hmm. No one listening to you then." Right. Right. You right. Know? Right. I think some people have contacted me like that, where they're like, "I know this isn't your genre, but..." Let's try it. I want to work with you. You're like, because okay. they want to do something different. Yeah. They want to have a different sound, like make their their sound pop. Right. Not like pop music, but pop. But Not pop, but like right. bow up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think I've heard, I forgot who told me, but I think it was Ray Hughes. Uh-huh. He was talking about people that they won't, they, if they are stuck with the genre uh-huh. and they get bored with it, they're going to start regretting that genre. Uh-huh. And then they may try to branch out to other avenues and stuff like that. And it's not going to be the same as if they're like still love what they're doing. Right. Does that make sense? I kind of told that up. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like if they. Because for like th- traveling musicians. Yeah. That do it all the time. Like you may develop like a little bitterness towards it. Cause like, man, I'm doing the same set. List. Oh yeah. And you don't really have a creative vent to go out there and right. kind of figure out your own or have fun. Yeah. Cause I've, I've felt that way before. I mean, some, I mean, literally the arenas all start looking the same. The hotels start looking the same. The streets. You wake up, all, you don't know where you are. Don't have any clue. Of course I didn't mind that, but, but still, but I, I can understand that. So, so they try to move, move into something else in order to kind of scratch that creative itch yeah but if they just stay there for a minute longer yeah and instead of getting that itch to to pull away you know they can get breakthrough in that area yeah they could they got to do it because they love it and have fun with it outside of what could be a job like a touring musician right that you're always out there right you could just have a couple of times say if you're a guitar player don't play that same set list (sighs) right 
jam something else and just to, for the sake of jamming because you love it. Right, exactly. That'll kind of free you up. Yeah. Genre-wise, at least. Genre. Genre. Yeah, niching down, I think, is good for people that are starting. What what are your what are your main niches? Just pop rock? Yeah, pop rock. Um, obviously, I've done a lot of worship stuff, but... Um, well, and, and I even said this on a few pop podcasts ago. What, what I've I've actually ventured into pop as well, but for that I had to kind of relearn. Where is it more like electronic? Yes, yeah, like like EDM kind of pop, kind of like you dance. Know, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I can do that pretty well now. Yeah, but I I had to you know like Tiger Woods rebuilds his swing I had to rebuild my production style yeah but you're like, kind of ready into pop rock three just, years just take ago. the guitars out <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> says yeah. someone that doesn't do it <laughs> right exactly <laughs> take yeah. the guitars out right exactly yeah I think I'm similar like uh, worship a lot and and is it a, I can do R&B but it's gonna be my version of R&B it's right. not gonna be it ain't gonna be your what is it typical I don't know whatever standard yeah yeah, probably the same way. Yeah, which I've had people come up to me and like, because I do hip hop, which they, it's, I think it might, it might be a subgenre of of hip hop, maybe. What? Or I don't know. They could be far. Up. I have no clue. Yeah. But people come to me like, yeah, I heard what you do, because now I guess, I guess, like R and B soul stuff is getting more eight oh eight in it. Oh yeah. So they're yes. Like, they're like, hey, can you do it? Yeah. I think I can. Let's try it. I love neo neo soul to it. Right. Neo soul. Yeah. Neo soul. You, you got to have the right players for that kind of thing. Yeah, they got to have some. I some could produce sauce. that, but you got to bring. You got to bring bring your A game with the players. Yeah, I think with with hip hop stuff though, like I didn't even plan to do it. So, what are your niches? Uh, probably hip hop is a high one. Right. Worship is a high one. Uh, I would like to say metal, but I don't really have much metal credits under my belt but you could produce a metal record right you listen to a lot of metal when you were well, younger, i could right? yeah i could do i could do metal record probably just as efficient as a, a hip-hop album oh really just because i've done it for myself as passion projects the most i can do would be hard rock i can't do metal that's a whole nother. define to me what you're talking about by hard rock drop tuning yes <laughs> Shut up, no. Not past D though, probably. Rick the fires, <laughs> or like System of a Down. Yes, that's kind of harder metalish. Yeah. yeah, but metal, like to me, is like screamo. Yeah, I, see, you saying screamo rah, just rah, tells rah, me. Rah, rah, you know, rah, rah, rah. let's clarify screamo here, Ray. It's a guy. It's a guy that's like. <laughs> Or a girl that's like <laughs> so so scream and what's the what's the <laughs> that's what they do <laughs> what's the back end of the screamo word I it's don't know scream and emo oh is that what screamo is yes oh I didn't know that you remember like emo the era of emo like yeah. years back yeah where they had like everyone's wearing black and they like, comb their hair over their face yeah you too because they're emotional right. emo but there's also a genre called screamo that was like emo mixed with screaming, screaming. oh I didn't know that so the the rue genre is metal with right. screaming vocals in it okay yeah, Not yeah so screamo screamo is like <laughs> we gotta pull up some screamo for you Ray so you can hear what it is yeah let's do it like probably some really whiny singing and <laughs> some screaming explosions explosions yeah fire right that sort of stuff well, good. I think you think we're, we cover that for niching down. Yeah. You want anything else to say? Nope, I'm good. Come on, Ray. Say something profound. The camera's on you. Profound. 
profound, something profound. <laughs> Stay in school. Be good. Stay in school. Don't do drugs. <laughs> That's right. All right. So the next thing we have is a story that I think is going to be super funny. Okay. It, it's short, but it's it's intense. So when I was on the road, uh, all right, and we were in a Prevo bus, okay? Prevo tour bus. So the nice ones that are built like tanks, right? Basically a, a house on wheels. Going down the road, all of a sudden we hear this big boom. I mean, and then all, and then it was cold outside, and and so was it like early morning, late night? Uh, yes, probably pro- four between four and five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> right, right now, y'all were asleep. So, boom, and then this big rush of cold air came came through. So we were like, "What happened?" So next thing we know, we're on the side of the road. I get out of my bunk and walk to the front, and the entire windshield on the right side the right side windshield is gone right side so like where the stairs where are the door is, that's right. right and it's gone there's glass everywhere and we were like what happened and and the bus driver said a big bird like i don't know if it was an albatross or like something huge maybe a big hawk or something right crashed through or vulture the, yeah oh that'd be horrible crashed through the windshield of the bus where'd it go what do you mean? Like, if you're going this way and the vulture crashes in, it should be inside the bus. Yeah, it was, but it, they had gotten it out by the time we, we were getting off the bus. Dang. I know. That's crazy. I, and I'm like, how is that even Like, I don't know. He was just going, you know, normal, like 60 miles an hour, and that yeah. thing came right through the windshield of a Prevo tour bus, man. I mean, those things are nice. Not only they're nice, but they're built like tanks. Yeah. And it just came right through. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And we were on the side of the road. Police there, you know, medical emergency people. Were you guys were there. out? Where were you at? I don't even remember, man. Somewhere. Police like, are there. That's good. That's not like you're out in the the boonies somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, we like. I don't even really know where we were because we were like all groggy. It's like, oh my goodness. Thanks. What did they do? They duct taped the window back and just sent you on your way. No, they brought another bus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We had to wait for like an hour, but we got to. You had to wait for a whole hour, huh, to get a whole new bus? Yeah, hour oh two. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we got, People they, that get flat tires have to wait for four hours. No. <laughs> you were touring with some big dogs, what you're saying, right, dog? <laughs> I don't know, but it was, it was a trip. Yeah, but another bus game, and we all went back to sleep on that bus. Went back to sleep scared. That's exactly right. Sheesh. That's right. Well, that's crazy. I don't know. For those of you people that think that it's it's the life to tour and travel. <laughs> that's right. Something to think about. Buses, buses. Oh, we got a trip coming up. That's right. And we've traveled. We used to travel. You're excited about it. I'm not too excited about early mornings though. And what time's our flight out? Six thirty. Oh, that ain't bad. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not the day before. Is what you're saying? It ain't. It ain't too bad. That, that means we got to get there at five. Yeah, that's not bad. Four is bad. Yeah. I still like don't that, like That means you're waking up at, at uh, three, driving 30 minutes to the airport to, for you to get there at four and get on your plane at five. Yes. That's not good. Well, some people that, I mean, artists that are out there are, are aspiring artists are like, oh, I love traveling. Yeah. I want to go do that. I want to travel and do shows and concerts. Like, It's fun at first, but after a while. It'll wear you that's out. That's right. But hey, if you want to go do it, go do it. <laughs> you go do it so I don't have to do it. Right. I'll manage. Exactly. That's right. I'll stay in Austin. <laughs> I'll stay, yeah. 
I'll just text you. Y'all FaceTime me. Hey, your hotel's right here. It's your reservation. <laughs> FaceTime me. I'll come in virtually and play. <laughs> hey, the day's coming. It's ready here. What you talking about? Come on, virtual. Come on. <laughs> well, thank you all for tuning in. Hope y'all enjoyed it. That's right. We had fun today. We had fun. Great story by Ray. I really enjoyed that story. <laughs> That's scary, but it's awesome at yeah, the same it's freaky, time. Man. Well, make sure y'all go and go to uh, FordProducer.com slash ISP right there on the screen if you're watching. Boom. Hey, we hit 200, and 200 subscribers on YouTube. Yay! Celebrate! So if you're a subscriber on YouTube and you're watching this and you haven't gotten FordProducer.com slash ISP, go download it. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for subscribing. Yep, thank you. Like, share, comment, rate. If you're listening, it'll help us out a lot. Right. We appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.